Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, you beautiful, beautiful people. I'm so thankful that you are here today, and I'm really proud of you for making the time to be here today. We just wrapped up this section, right, where Paul was basically encouraging the believers at Corinth to come back to the basics, back to the foundations of gospel and grace, all of which comes from God, and it's not of our own works. It's not of our own doing. It's all from the Lord. And I just want to say one more time too, that as we are seeking to be sharing God's word with others, as we are also seeking to encourage or maybe even sometimes call out friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, people in our church, who, who love the Lord, who follow the Lord, and maybe their actions aren't lining up with scripture. As we're seeking to teach others, may we always remember that this is the foundation, gospel and grace. So that every time we're sharing God's word, we come back to this truth. Every time we're encouraging someone to take an action, whether it's an action, you know, solving a problem that's going on in their life, whether it's just an action of growth, may we always come back to this truth of gospel and grace, just like Paul did. Because like he said, this is the first importance. It's of first importance. It is the most important. And we always want to be coming back here because if we don't come back here, We're going to miss God's work. And then it's going to become our work. (laughs) And that's when problems ensue. Because we aren't the ones who empower our work. We aren't the ones who empower our gifts. No, God is. So I just encourage you to always come back to gospel and grace. And don't be afraid to come back again and again and again. Sometimes it can feel like, I just heard this, or you might be worried that someone else is thinking that, but don't be afraid to come back here because this is the power of God. His word is the power of God and his word is all pointed to and grounded in the gospel and his grace. Now, Paul's going to continue on here. He's going to go into kind of addressing another issue, but At the same time, he's going to be encouraging them by addressing this issue. So we've kind of seen that this has has shifted a little bit from straight and clear instruction now over to a little bit more encouragement. And we see that there was some issue apparently with believing in the resurrection of the dead. And Paul is going to address this, but he's also going to address it in a way not just to, to rectify it, but also to encourage them in the truth. So let's go ahead and dive in. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12, and I'm reading from the ESV. Paul writes, Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? We already see that he's starting out with kind of a very logical argument, right? He's saying, if you say this and this, they're opposites, and that doesn't make sense. 
right? So he's already putting the logic out there to kind of counteract this false belief and this false teaching. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. You see his logical argument. He's basically going, if A, then B, then C, right? So he's working through this line of reasoning to help them understand why this isn't true and honestly, why it doesn't make sense. And then he's going to go on to share why it is true and how that can be encouraging. But first he basically says, you know, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, right? If there's no resurrection, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, he is not alive and our hope, our faith is in vain. And this vainness is what he had talked about earlier in this chapter, all the way back to verse two. He was talking about the gospel, the gospel by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Now he's coming back to this vainness here. Of course, they didn't believe in vain because Christ, in fact, is raised from the dead. He also brought up this idea of vainness again in verse 10. But by this grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. It was not in vain because Christ is alive, because God's word is powerful, because God keeps his promises, faith, belief, God's grace, it is not in vain. And that is why our preaching, our sharing of the word, that also isn't in vain. But it would be. It would be pointless if Christ never raised from the dead, if Christ was never raised, if he isn't alive today. It would be pointless because at that point there would be no hope because death would win the victory. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And now he's kind of going to repeat this yet again. I feel like it's honestly just to emphasize and make this point even more clear and to make it hit home even more. We do see that continued logical argument, if A, then B, then C. And, And we know that, okay, this doesn't make sense. Things are not adding up. We can't be believing two contrary things. He goes on, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. If Christ didn't beat death, he didn't pay for our sins, then we are still underneath the law. We're no longer covered. And that means that our sins are still there and causing us to be separated from God. He goes on, then those also who have fallen asleep, who have died in Christ, have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. All of this logical argument that basically if Christ didn't (laughs) beat death, 
Christ didn't win the victory. If he is not alive today, then our only hope is in this life here. After that, we would be separated from God. We have no faith that has a point. Our faith is futile. The people in the past, they're gone. They're not coming back. And we are to be pitied. And I love how he just makes it so crystal clear with a logical argument. So while, yes, he is shutting down this argument and making it so clear, he goes on. And we're going to we're gonna read more about this tomorrow, but I, I can't leave you on that note. <laughs> he goes on in verse 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And I think we can take a lot from Paul. Because he doesn't just push this false belief under a rug. No, he pulls it out. He extracts it. He analyzes it. He calls it out. And then he replaces it with truth. And so we can use this same method, this same order, if you will, as we are calling out mistruths around us in the world. Right? We can call them out. We don't want to just shove it under a rug. We want to call it out. We want to explain this doesn't make sense. And then we want to replace it with truth. And more than that, we can do this in our own hearts and in our own minds. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in our next episode. So I will see you then. Let your voice be heard. This podcast isn't just about me. I love showing up here every day to serve you. So that means I want this podcast to be what you want it to be. So with that in mind, I have created a survey to let your voice be heard, to share your ideas, what you're loving, what you wish would change, what you wish there was more of with me so I can serve you in the best way possible. If you want to fill this out, it's just a few short questions. In addition to your name, it's four questions long, super short. It should take you like two to five minutes. You can go to hesedheart.com slash voice. I would really, really appreciate your time so much so that as a thank you, it's optional. But if you want to add your email on there, I will send you a credit for a free Christian yoga class taught by me online via Zoom. You can sign up for it anytime. It won't expire as a thank you for for sharing your feedback with me. So let your voice be heard so we can grow this podcast together. Head over to hesedheart.com slash voice and submit that for a free yoga class if you would like and a big warm virtual hug from me (laughs) and a huge thank you hesedheart.com slash voice thanks in advance